welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, long-term resident of Seoul, South Korea, and your guide for everything you need to know about what's going on in the world of Korean beauty. So welcome back to the show. Our regular listeners have probably already noticed that I'm a day late. You will have to forgive me. I have been down with some sort of virus for like the last week and it really knocked the wind out of my sails. So I'm only getting around to recording this now, but I did want to put out a show for you. Uh, It's actually a public holiday here today in Korea, so I have a little bit more time up my sleeves than normal. I don't have the mad rush to get to school and all of that in the morning uh, with with my daughter. So I'm sitting down now to do the recording, and I know it is a public holiday tomorrow in Australia. So hopefully by the time that you are hearing this, you may also be on a public holiday. I'm not sure about our friends in the US. But anyway, regardless, I apologize the show is late. Let us jump straight into the news headlines. And one thing that I was super happy to see is that glitter is all the rage for summer. So I am a sparkly bower bird at heart. I love anything glittery. I love anything sparkly. And just a touch of glitter on the eyes is always super fun. I'm pretty sure when I did my uh, trend forecast predictions at the beginning of the year, I did think that glitter would be on the radar for this year. And what do you know, it's back. So according to an analysis by a local commerce platform, Ably here in Korea, they have said that this summer's beauty trend is festival makeup with glitter and color eyeliner. Uh, you know, I think that's pretty much common everywhere. Anywhere there's festivals, it seems like those the those are the trends that are really popular. Uh, but glitter in particular, a lot of Korean makeup brands are serving the trends at the moment. They have got pearlescent, glittery, shimmery with lots and lots of different formulations hitting the market as well. Everything from shiny and wet to your more delicate glitters and multi-palettes as well. So I'm a big fan of the multi-palettes just because glitter is not necessarily an everyday look for everybody, but sometimes it's nice to do a few like highlights here and there, maybe uh, in the like the crease of your eye. I love to do a little highlight there from time to time. You know, I'm well past my festival days. They are behind me, uh, unfortunately. It was a lot of fun while it lasted. Uh, but, you know, I still think there is room for glitter even in the makeup looks uh, of people that aren't sort of festival goers. If you are after a sort of more muted down version of this trend, a really good one that I found that I really enjoy using is Roman's Better Than palette. They have it in a range of different shades, but the one Peach Dahlia Garden is really, really beautiful and it's a lot better for everyday looks. So we've actually got that on the Star Story website. I will include a link to that in the show notes, but I personally love using palettes like that Um, just to give a little bit of a sparkle without being super overpowering. Sometimes the festival makeup, you know, especially if you're going uh, all in with the diamantes and everything like that, it can be a little much. Uh, If you're working, you know, in a corporate job or something like that, it probably doesn't quite match. Uh, But a little bit of sparkle here and there, there's nothing wrong with it. And Korean eyeshadow in general is quite partial to a little bit of shimmer. A lot of the shades uh, that you will see girls wearing just as they natural everyday look around here do 
tend to have a little bit of shimmer to them. Matte is on trend for this year in everyday makeup, but I, having said that, I still see plenty of people that have a little bit of glitter, little hint of glitter in their eyes. A lot of people love doing eggyosai makeup here, which is like technically eggyosai means like fat pockets like a cute fat pocket under your eyes Uh, but that's just to sort of make the eyes pop and make them look a little bit bigger because you know babies naturally have uh, bigger fat deposits under their eyes so it's kind of to mimic that look a lot of girls that do that trend which has been around for ages that is not a new trend it's a really old one actually but you still see from time to time people doing that and they will often have glitter in their egg yourself makeup as well. So most of the brands that are creating palettes and things like that will still have a couple of glitters in there just for that kind of thing. Uh, but the Peach Dahlia Garden one is really, really beautiful. I actually really like that that whole, um, I, I guess, shade range. It's just nice and neutral and natural looking and there's lots of different ways that you can incorporate it no matter where you're going, you know, if you're not a person that wears like a whole lot of crazy colours. Um, I love to see colours and I think colours are definitely colour eyeliner is one of the trends at the moment here for the the summer beauty festival makeup Uh, but it can be a little bit harder to work into your everyday as well. So that was in the news which I was very happy to see because I, I personally do love a bit of glitter. Now the second thing that I know a lot of our listeners were curious about throughout the pandemic. Uh, so if you have ever visited Seoul before, chances are at some stage in your journey, you will have ended up at Myeongdong, which is a really popular place for foreigners to visit. It's in the center of Seoul. A lot of people, um, you know, guidebooks and everything like that recommend it. So you will often see plenty of foreigners hanging out there. But throughout the pandemic, because it is basically an area for foreigners and set up for tourists, uh, it was dead. It was a complete ghost town. A lot of the anchor tenants left, abandoned their buildings, uh, and plenty of the stores, restaurants, and whatnot closed down. Like it was actually really crazy. Like everything was boarded up, and other parts of the city you couldn't really notice the effects of COVID to that extent. But Myeongdong was the number one biggest hit area because there were no tourists. And if there are no tourists, people you know can't stay in business. So businesses were just shutting down all over the shop. And I. I remember wondering at the time, like, I just don't see how they're going to come back from this. Like, if these businesses don't pivot and pick up a new customer base, like, how is it going to work? Are they just going to stay closed for like three years? And it turns out that's pretty much what they did. But they are back. So because tourism is back, the borders are open again, a lot of the places that foreigners used to visit have made a comeback now in Myeongdong. Uh, And back in the day, there used to be plenty of Japanese and Chinese tourists. So a lot of the um, stores people that were soliciting customers would yell out to you as you were walking past in like Chinese or Japanese. If you looked like someone in your party was, you know, Chinese or Japanese, they'd be like speaking to them, like, come into the store, we've got, you know, the hot products or I don't even know, um, <laughs> something like that, you know. Uh, but because they're, they're, everything is now back again, the cosmetic road shops are seeing a revival. Now, if you're f- fairly new to K-Beauty, you might not have heard the term K-Beauty road shop before, but the road shops really are the original Korean beauty stores. They were the ones that used to be on the side of the road, hence road stores. So the brands that used to be considered road stores back in the day, when I was a young warthog were Holika Holika, Tony Moly, um, Etude House, Skin Food, 
Innisfree, Nature Republic, um, all of those kind of plants. And, you know, some of them have vastly changed in fortune over the years. Some of them have had scandals. Some of them are just not as popular as they once used to be. The face shop, there's one that you don't see very much um, in Korea, certainly these days. I know it's big in the UAE. It's they've, they've got a few offline stores in Australia. But the face shop, for all intents and purposes, basically disappeared off the face of the planet for a long time in Korea. But because of the emergence of Myeongdong again, the cosmetic road shops are back. That is what is being reported in the news. There was a whole lot of reasons why they disappeared. It wasn't just the pandemic. Uh, You know, changes in trends, obviously, and consumption patterns. The other big thing that had a really big impact on them was uh, retaliation against um, the THAAD uh, missile defense system. So that had a really big impact in China. Um, And, you know, for a lot of those brands, they were really dependent on the Chinese market for their sales. But in the meantime, you know, all of that has been sort of bubbling away in the background. Then we've had the pandemic and whatnot. Some of those brands in the meantime really focused on their overseas exports and they actually had a lot of success in doing that. So what they're doing is increasing their number of stores to catch the increasing number of foreign tourists again. Uh, So that was in the headlines. Uh, Interestingly, there are some changes And once upon a time, it used to be obviously the Chinese customers that were their biggest customer base. These days, Southeast Asian customers uh, from the Philippines and Thailand are increasing a lot, apparently, uh, according to a report by MBN News here in Korea. Uh, So what they've said is that whether they are able to recover, this is their own analysis, whether these stores can recover, it will be dependent on Chinese tourists. That's going to be an important variable in their recovery. So look, that's good news if you are planning to visit uh, Korea anytime soon, because I know that tourists in particular absolutely love to go to Myeongdong. It's set up for tourists. Um, It's set up for people that want to go and buy in bulk. And, you know, you've got your hotel right there, so you can sort of, you know, easily take all of your shopping back to the hotel. So it is a good uh, spot for, for foreigners. I have mentioned before that it's not really a common hangout area for a lot of Koreans. It is in downtown Seoul, so it's not like people don't pass through there. My office used to be just around the corner from there um, back in the day when I was working as a lawyer at one of the big um, foreign law firms in Seoul. So it is right in the center of Seoul. I used to wander through every now and again on my lunch break just for something to do. But in general, it is for tourists. It's set up for tourists. Even the street food and things like that, you'll hear um, commentary, I guess, from people that live here. They're like, the street food in Myeongdong is not even like necessarily Korean food, a lot of it. You know, it's foreign food, but that's what people like to do when they're on holidays. So I think it's fine. Like, you know, it is what it is. But that was in the headlines this week. So if you are planning a trip anytime soon and you've been a bit like curious, wondering whether it's still the go-to area, there is plenty to do there these days once more. So there you go. Um, Now, on to our question of the week for this week. 
Uh, and we actually had a really interesting one. And it's not uncommon for people to ask, like, what's the Korean alternative to X or Y brand? And this question was, which K-beauty brand is most similar to Paula's Choice? So Paula's Choice is a popular uh, brand, an American brand. They do actually sell it here in Korea. It's not the cheapest, obviously, because it's an import. Uh, but there are some brands that are comparable, I think, to Paula's Choice. And one of them is by Wish Trend. And the reason I say that is just because a lot of their formulations seem to be quite similar to to Paula's Choice. For example, uh, there's a Buy Wish Trend Pure Vitamin C 21.5% Advanced Serum, so like a high-strength vitamin C that contains pure L-ascorbic acid at 21.5%. A little bit of a Korean twist in that it has 70% of vitamin tree water. Uh, So, you know, you do still get that in through there. But I think that is very similar to Paula's Choice. Another product that we have, and I'll, I'll put links to both of these, is the Mandelic Acid Skin Prep Water. So mandelic acid in general is considered to be a nice gentle option. Uh, and that is because it has a large molecular size, so it's supposed to cause less inflammation than other types of AHAs. Obviously, if you have sensitive skin or you're breaking out or whatnot, it's still an acid. I would uh, recommend exercising caution. Uh, you know, even low irritant uh, chemical exfoliants still have the potential to irritate people. Uh, so I feel like sometimes when brands say low irritant, it's a little bit misleading. Myself, for example, if I was to go and try something like this, it would not work out for me. I can already guarantee that. Um, So it's not saying that nobody anywhere ever will ever experience irritation. It's just that compared to other AHA products on the market, you're less likely to. But I just feel like in concept, in theme, even in branding a little bit, Buy Wish Trend is uh, what I would consider to be probably an equivalent to Paula's Choice. Uh, They're not afraid to go a little bit higher with their active ingredients, which tends to be more of a, you know, a US thing, more of an American thing to, you know, pump up the uh, acids and pump up the actives, really. Uh, So if you are looking for a Korean alternative to Paula's Choice, Buy Wish Trend is one. Now, it's definitely not the cheapest brand out there, but if you're just after something that is a little bit more Korean in approach, maybe, then that would be a good one to go and check out. Now, before I share some of our latest K-Beauty reviews, I need to remind you, if you're listening, uh, you know, in real time, that our warehouse sale is ending on uh, Wednesday night, midnight on Wednesday night. And the reason is that we are closing the warehouse after we process all of the orders on Thursday. We're moving warehouses. Uh, I think I've mentioned this on uh, another episode of the podcast. So we have been with our our current warehouse in Sydney now for I think five years and we are moving everything back up to Brisbane so we need to clear everything out of the warehouse we've been having a pretty epic sale and if you go and have a look on our site at the moment you'll be like whoa so much stuff is out of stock that is on purpose (laughs) don't be alarmed we're trying to sell off as much as we can so that we've got less to move with Uh, It's just, you know, it's always an absolute headache moving, as anyone that has moved house will know. You've got boxes flying everywhere. You've got things that you totally forgot about 
you didn't even realize were there. We are changing systems with our inventory and everything. So it's going to be a nightmare. I'm really not looking forward to it. I am heading back to Australia this weekend to try and deal with all of this. Uh, So lucky me. Um, But yeah, we are having a sale to try and clear out anything that is lying around in the Sydney warehouse. uh, And then we will be up and running in our Brisbane warehouse, fingers crossed, hopefully at some stage towards the end of next week. That is my hope. That is my goal. Uh, So if you are making an order sort of, you know, in that interim period, you'll have to excuse um, the delays. There will be a couple of delays unless you're ordering from stuff that our um, warehouse in Brisbane already has stock of. Uh, so we will keep you up to date and let you know, you know, exactly what the deal is. But there might things might go out a little bit slower than usual, uh, and that is just kind of unavoidable when you have things in two different places. Um, so yeah, uh, we would really appreciate everyone, um, everyone's patience. I know that can be a little bit frustrating. We've had some um, interesting emails <laughs> over the past <laughs> week of people sort of struggling to understand why their order is coming from two different places at once, and you know, not everyone is as polite as everyone, <laughs> everyone else about it. Um, we've had some doozies, but yeah, that is why, guys, we are moving warehouses. <laughs> okay, I'll leave it there. So on to, um, before I gra- uh, get into the new K-Beauty reviews, obviously while we're moving, we are not introducing any new SKUs or products just because that would be just one more issue to deal with. So um, instead, I thought I would introduce the three best sellers of the last week, you know, as something a bit different. So in the top three spots, first up, we had Subi Perfect Pimple Patch, uh, which is, of course, our best-selling pimple patch product. It's always up there in the top three, I feel like. And last week was no different. Uh, Subi Bare Skin Balm actually took the second spot, and that's because I think it's been on it's been on sale as part of the warehouse sale. It's a popular product anyway, but when it goes on sale, it really starts flying off the shelf. Uh, so that one has been really popular this week. Uh, it's a cleansing balm, so it is designed to be used at the first step of your double cleanse routine to melt away your SPF and makeup Uh, and the number three product I'm not really surprised about this but I'm always a little bit surprised when any of our Jellico products tops bubble tea steam cream uh, in the ratings just because that is always the the best seller but it's actually cherry blossom sleeping mask this week was our third top seller that product is also on sale at the moment uh, because we're trying to get rid of the stock that we have on hand in Sydney so that has been very popular this week everyone's trying to grab a bargain uh, so they were our three best sellers of the last week. So if you do, if you've been like, you know, hesitating on anything or want it, wanting to pick something up but haven't got around to it, if you hear this in real time when the episode launches, go and check out our sale. Uh, but that will be finishing up on Wednesday night just because we need to close off the books so that we don't have orders floating around at the same time that we've got, you know, products um, in transit. That will not be not be good for anyone. Okay, on to some new K-beauty reviews that have been left on our website, stylestory.com.au, and these are all from uh, verified purchases. We only accept reviews from people that have actually bought products from our site, uh, and there's a good reason for that. You get troll reviews and things like that from time to time, uh, and we just don't want any funny business either with people like, I don't know, 
I don't know why you would review a product that you hadn't actually bought, but, you know, brands and things like that sometimes can do dodgy things. So we only approve reviews on our website that are actually from our own purchases, and you'll be able to see that. It says verified buyer. Uh, So these are all real reviews from people that actually use their own money to buy the product. Uh, So this reviewer said, April B Vitamin Propolis Moisture Cream. This was a five-star review, and she said, great cream. I love this product, but did find it heavy for the day. So I only use it at night. It's very hydrating and feels great. I've actually tried this product before, and I think that's pretty spot on. Even for me with dry skin, I think I would find that one a little bit heavy for the daytime. But for night, it's beautiful. If you are a person that loves propolis and the texture of products with propolis and honey in it, I think you really like that one too. Now, the next one was a four-star review, and this was for our Jelly Coat Dewy Glaze Toner, and our reviewer said, softer, smoother. My mature skin is loving the Dewy Toner. It feels nourishing and gentle, perfect for sensitive skin. So thank you very much for that review. We've also had a review come through, five-star, for Misha's M Perfect Cover BB Cream. And our reviewer said, stopped using foundations. This product is it. I stopped using foundations and can go about my day knowing that I've got substantial coverage without feeling like I've iced my face. The bonus of 42 SPF makes it even more of a winner. I love that. and the, I, I always say that that's the best thing about that product is that you don't feel like you are wearing anything. That is the BB cream that I would recommend for people that do not like the feeling of makeup on their face. And there are plenty of people out there like that, that they're just like, one of the reasons I don't like makeup is because I hate that sticky, you know, heavy feeling on the face. If that is you, then the Misha and Perfect Cover BB creams are definitely the ones I would suggest to try. The last one was a five-star review for April B's EGF Collagen Moisture Cream. And this is another one I've noticed is really popular at the moment because it's on sale. I think a lot of people have probably been holding off wanting to try this, but this is from uh, one of our customers. And she said, this is such an amazing product. I've noticed my skin is in much better condition and is brighter and generally healthier looking. I also purchased the neck tightening cream from, from the same company, from April B, I assume she means and it's a dream too the product also smells really nice and subtle so thank you very much to everyone that did share their reviews remember that when you do leave a review on our website after you've purchased something you will earn points rewards points that can be used uh, as cash off i'm pretty sure it's a dollar off uh, for every review that you leave. So if you need any extra incentive to go and leave some reviews for things that you purchased, and you can review things that you purchased like ages ago. So if you, you know, did a haul like, I don't know, last year and never got around to reviewing it, go and go, go and grab those points before you put your next order in. That's, you know, one sneaky little way to do it if you're trying to save a little bit of money. Uh, that is just one way we reward you for sharing what you really think because reviews are so helpful to everyone else reading them. Uh, they get to know, you know, if there was 
a little hack or a trick or a way that you got, you know, better results from it or, you know, conversely, like if there was something you didn't like about it, maybe you didn't like the smell, maybe you didn't like, I don't know, the packaging. We sometimes hear that from time to time. People say, eh, I wasn't really a fan of the packaging. That is all still really helpful advice. Um, so any uh, advice that you have, we would absolutely love to hear it. And so would everyone else. People do actually pay attention to the reviews um, because if you're buying something that you've never tried before, it makes sense. You want to want to see, you know, I don't know about anyone else, but whenever I buy something, I always go and check like what is the worst review someone gave it and what is the best review that, that people give. And you can kind of work it out. Like sometimes when you look at the really like zero star reviews or one star reviews, you you can work out what kind of person is leaving the review as well and whether you think you'll be like them or not. You know, I'm thinking, for example, like hotels and stuff like that. You know, sometimes the one-star review is like, oh, I found a piece of hair in the bathroom. And you're like, okay, well, if you're a piece of hair kind of person, if that's enough for a one-star review for you, then that puts it, you can kind of gauge whether you're going to like that hotel or not based on the negative criticism, you know. If it was like a one-star review because we turned up and they didn't have a booking for us, then, you know, that you might be able to gauge like what's going on at this place. So I personally find them really helpful and I'm sure a lot of our listeners do too. So thank you to everyone that does leave their reviews. Now I have one more recommendation of the week and it is another reality TV show. It's a Korean reality TV show. If uh, a lot of people are telling me that they're really liking the recommendations, uh, if, if this is not your cup of tea, uh, let me know as well. I'm happy to recommend other things, but I know a lot of people are really getting into their Korean TV at the moment, and this is one of those shows that is quite interesting. It is called Dol Singles in Korean. I think they're calling it Love After Divorce in English, and it's on Netflix. I don't know if it's on Netflix absolutely everywhere, but it is on Netflix, and you kind of can tell the the premise of the show just from the title itself, but it's people finding love after divorce. So up until kind of semi-recently, I feel like divorce was a little bit of a cultural taboo in Korea, but it's kind of losing that nuance. And one of the reasons that it's becoming a little bit less taboo, and I say a little bit less because, you know, Korea is still a very conservative society um, in general, you know, if you imagine the way that people in America and Australia would have thought about things kind of 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that's probably more where Korea's still at, uh, with a lot of social issues, you know, for everything from how they treat um, homosexuality to single mothers and things like that. In many, many respects, Korea is, is like quite a long way behind. But divorce is one of those things that I think just because of the sheer volume of people that get divorced, uh, you people have kind of had to make peace with it. So there are some reality TV shows at the moment about people, you know, trying to find love again after dating. And the one of the um, series that they are currently playing on Netflix is about Korean people that live in America. So some of them are Korean Americans, some of them are just Koreans that moved to America. So it's called like in the USA, it's the US version. And I think this version for me has been one of the more interesting ones just because um, I think people are a little bit more open and honest. Some of the backstories are maybe a little bit more shocking. They say a little bit more than they could say if it was just Koreans on Korean TV uh, because of the defamation laws that we have in this country. Um, so this one is really, really interesting. 
I think it's always interesting from a cultural perspective to see people's approach on things. Uh, and, you know, in this one, for example, this is not really a spoiler, but some of the contestants are like, oh, I'm on the show. I decided to apply for the show because my dad had been watching it and he was like, why don't you go on and like see if you can find someone, uh, which is, you know, pretty progressive for Korea, I think. So it's interesting. It has uh, a little bit more crossover, I guess, for our US listeners, you know, because they're people that have lived in the US, some of them like literally for their whole lives pretty much uh and there's a little bit more english in it as well so they kind of alternate between korean and english so if that sounds like your jam if you like the dating reality ones it's the same premise as basically most of them where they chuck them all in a house together they're in cancun in mexico um antics ensue like that's the premise of the show if you like that kind of thing then you might like to check this one out if you are you know, I don't know, wanting to check out a little bit more Korean TV. Uh, so that is my recommendation of the week. I am going to wrap it up here for this week. If you do have any suggestions for the show, if you have a question that you would like read out, if you have a segment or whatnot that you would like me to include, please feel free to reach out to me. I am at lauren.kbeauty on Instagram. You can send me an email. You can email our team. We are admin at stylestory.com.au. We do always love to hear from you guys. So I will be waiting to hear if you you know have any suggestions, uh, feedback, comments, any of the above. Otherwise, if you have enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you could share it with a friend. And until next time, I will see you on Style Story.